Welcome to episode 41 of the Self-Care 101 podcast, helping creative entrepreneurs crush overwhelm, stay focused and live better with your host, Pooja K. McClymont. Thank you so much for listening today. So as you heard, the show's changing a little bit. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about how to crush overwhelm, stay focused and live better. If you listen to episode 40, you'll know that I'm changing the podcast a little bit. I've decided to keep the name and just keep it focused on small business entrepreneurs. The show will maintain wellness at its core, but I'll be adding more interviews with entrepreneurs discussing their businesses and how they stay well. I believe that this focus will allow the show to grow and be even better. The format will stay the same with practical tips and coaching support, but I'll be adding more marketing-led content. So if you're a small business creative entrepreneur, either starting out with a side hustle at the beginning of your journey or a more established business, I hope that these new shows will help with clearing all the noise of running your business and keep you well. So let's get to it. Now, I decided to change direction because having had these last three months of quiet time really allowed me to get deeply involved in my business and see what was working for me, what wasn't working for me and what was getting me excited. Now, a few years ago, if you know my journey, I did burn out and that was basically the reason for me to set up my coaching practice. I wanted to help people prevent burnout. And I've explored, like many good business owners do, I've explored different avenues to see how to reach people, how to support people in this way. I've had amazing feedback from the podcast, amazing feedback from the blog and even social media. So I know that there's an element at least of me being able to communicate this to people who will benefit from it. So all of that's great. But like with anything, If you want to really succeed in what you're trying to achieve in your business, you've got to get quite specific. You've got to get super strategic. Now, I've spent the last four years testing out different ways to get into market. And I'm going to share something with you that actually used to be a hindrance for me in my workplaces. And it was basically that I'm usually ahead of the curve. (laughs) Now, you could say that I'm a great marketeer to be able to see into the future and create trends or detect trends before they've even happened. But I've always had that in my marketing career. And when I set up my business, I was like, right, I'm going to do a membership. I'm going to do a retreat. I'm going to talk about marketing. And when I was looking through my Google Drive recently, I discovered a membership program, a marketing course, um, so many resources that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm actually doing a 360 here. But I decided not to start my coaching practice on marketing or working with businesses because basically I had burnt out from that environment. So it didn't feel right to then run my coaching practice in that way. So I went with self-confidence. I went with work-life balance, which is all well and good as well. I also looked at mental well-being. And what this quiet time allowed me to do is realize that the mental well-being market is very much focused on counselors, psychotherapists, etc. So I thought, well, why am I trying to compete in a space that doesn't want me, essentially? And I thought about it even further. A lot of these counselors and psychotherapists are actually adding coaching to their practices. Now, that's fine. But obviously, then 
I become obsolete essentially as a coach focusing on mental well-being. So rather than trying to fight in this sea, I took a step back and I was like, let's get more specific. When I reviewed all the clients I've worked with, 90% of my clients end up with more self-confidence for their goals, whatever they wanted to work on, whether it was relationships, health, or their career or business, the end of, at the end of the coaching relationship, they ended up with more confidence. So I was like, yes, I'm selling confidence. Confidence is what I'm selling. (laughs) Now, when you try that out, I tried out selling confidence and it didn't work. And the reason it didn't work was because it was the result. I was selling the result. The result of working in coaching with me was confidence, more confidence so that you can get on with all those things that you're trying to pursue by yourself without having me there by your side, essentially. So then I took a further deep dive and I guess luckily as well, because of what's been going on, I've attracted a lot of small business owners quite organically into my business. And I'm very pro organic experiences in the business, like letting the business just do its thing, see who's attracted to me, what, who I'm attracting and how I can actually help them. And interestingly, I've had a lot of interest from business owners coming to me who are looking to either start a business or grow their business. So very, very interesting. Now, the marketing geeking me (laughs) was absolutely loving working with these clients. I've been buzzing. It's been feeding my energy. I'm literally like bouncing off the walls without the caffeine, just bouncing off because it was just filling me up with just so much excitement, so much great energy. And I felt like, you know what? I've been missing this. I've been missing this buzz because as a business owner, generally, if you are a one man band, you are alone a lot. It gets lonely. You haven't got colleagues. Your days are spent with your online mates and they're also doing their own thing. And it's not the same, is it? It's not the same as being in an office with other people, going for lunch, having those breaks, having the after work drinks. It does make a difference when you're running a business on your own. And when you're running a business on your own, overwhelm kicks in very quickly and easily. Once you start looking at all the things you've got to do, it starts kicking in and then that can lead to burnout. And interestingly, I sort of fell down this rabbit hole myself. Now, I haven't burnt out, but I could see how easily it could happen, just essentially by knowledging myself up. Now, because I've been, I've been in marketing for 20 years. I know that's really embarrassing to say out loud, (laughs) but everybody knows, you all know that I'm going to be 40 this year, so I'm owning it. 20 years I've been in marketing, and most of the time I was hired in companies to turn their businesses around. So basically, I was hired at a point where they weren't making money and they were struggling to get their marketing strategy right, and they just needed to basically tip that balance and get into that more profit state. 
And I would come into these companies and I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but it came from somewhere. I was like, yeah, I can do this totally. I would review what the company was doing and I could see what was working, what wasn't working, what wasn't. And even those things that weren't working, what I would do is I would review them to see if they had connected all the dots. Because when you're doing marketing, any element of marketing that you're doing, it has to have a strategy associated with it. And with that strategy, you've got to connect the, con sorry, <laughs> you've got to connect the dots. You've got to connect them so that the customer's journey is complete. You see, I'm getting really excited now talking about this. So I'm like fumbling over my words. I'll try and get it together. <laughs> sorry. And as I was sort of working on my business this, these last few months, I realized that there is so much out there in terms of marketing today. Online marketing is a whole different space to what it was 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, and it's constantly changing and evolving. As a business owner, you can only know so much. And then what are you in business for? Are you in business to know how to do your finances, how to do audits, how to do all your marketing elements, write copy, do the SEO, set up a website, maintain that website, write blogs? I mean... You didn't, did you? You set your business up to be a creative entrepreneur, to sell candles, to coach people, to teach people Pilates. You set your business up because of that. It's a heart-led business. The end result of your business is to provide wellness to the end receiver, to your customer, to your client. But how can we provide that wellness if we aren't well ourselves? if we are overwhelmed with the sheer amount of stuff that we need to do just to try and get that one, two, five sales. And as I was sort of reviewing all of this and I was looking at what other people were doing, I was looking at what I was enjoying, I was testing out different types of posts on social media, I tested out some ads on Google and on Facebook and I realized that I could help people here. This is where I could help. I can give you all of that experience that essentially led me to burn out, but I can turn it around and basically spin it to make it be something that is super helpful for you. Now, I would say that I'm at marketing director level. So if you were to pay me, you're looking at a 70K plus salary, right? Now, most small businesses don't have that kind of money for themselves. They're paying themselves minimum wage. If you're a limited company, 700 pounds a month. But I thought, well, this is something I can do. And I know that I'm getting something out of this at the moment. I know that the clients that I'm working with who've got businesses, I am buzzing off their energy, off the energy that I can bring them. And I've got all this knowledge that essentially you don't want to go to waste in a sense. And it wouldn't be going to waste because obviously I'd be putting it into my business. But marketing your own stuff is very different to helping other people market their stuff. I'm going to tell you that. It's like selling yourself. It's easy for you to sell, so much easier for us to sell something than to sell ourselves, right? We have such insecurities that come out. Our confidence can be so depleted when we have to do something outside of our comfort zone. So I thought, well, this is something I can do. I am super confident in marketing. I I've got the full track record of the last 20 years. And even in the last four years, I've been working with a client and 
did some good stuff there. So I was like, do you know what? This is where I'm at. I get to help people, really genuinely help people with something that I can help them with. Marketing, running their business, living better. I get to help them prevent burning out, that business overwhelm that comes into play, that business for entrepreneur fatigue, all those things. I can help prevent that. I can actively help that. I've trained myself up in coaching. I've got well-being coaching. I've got positive psychology. I've got NLP. I can really bring something to the table here with people's mindset and with the well-being coaching, obviously with well-being. And I all of a sudden did a 360 in my career, a 360 in my business. And I feel so good. I am bringing this energy to you. Now you need to be ready for me because I am, as you can hear right now, super excited. And I can really, really feel in every part of me that this is my calling. Now, the reason why I didn't start off doing marketing mentoring as part of my coaching practice was because I was feeling bitter about my marketing career. I felt like every job that I had was full of unappreciation. People were not appreciative of the work that I was doing. They didn't value what I was doing. Even though the numbers spoke for themselves, I was never given credit. Never, never, never given the credit. And marketing is the reason why your business succeeds. If you don't have marketing, if you don't have a clear plan for marketing, a clear strategy, you will not get customers. Marketing is literally telling your customer that you exist and that you can help them. So here we are today. Now, let's move into what this episode was really about. How are you going to crush overwhelm? How are you going to do this? Running a business is tough. It's the best thing to do if you can do it, but it's tough. It does require a lot of resilience. And you can get into overwhelm very, very quickly without even realizing it sometimes. So I'm just going to talk about three things, three very common things that we do as business owners that affects us and makes us get overwhelmed so quickly. The first one, wearing too many hats. Take your hats off. When you start running a business, I know you might be starting with a grand, you might be starting with 50 grand, you might have nothing in the bank, but you need to get into the mindset of investing, investing in the help that you need to run your business. Now, when you're at the super early stages of running a business, you can do everything yourself. You can do your accounts, you can do your basic marketing, and I'm talking basic marketing here. You can put up a little simple website using Wix or WordPress, whatever. Yes. Okay. You can do all of that, but there's going to come a point within three, six, 12 months of running that business that you are going to need to start outsourcing. You are going to need to start investing. Now invest well. So don't just invest in what you think you need to invest in. Oh, I need a marketing person. Oh, I need a social media manager. Oh, I need a business coach. Don't just go carte blanche and start investing everywhere. Review your business, see where your business is coming from, see where your customers, your clients are coming from and put more energy there because that's what's working for you. So put more energy there, put your investment there and then give that another three to six months and see where else your business could be coming from. If your website traffic is picked up and that's creating conversion, then look at a strategy to build on 
improving your SEO or your advertising. Now, I know I might have just thrown quite a few marketing words out there, but I'm going to explain all of those as we go through the show so that you've got like a one-stop shop for every single element of marketing that we can think of possible. But when you're wearing too many hats, you're going to burn yourself out. You're not going to be able to focus on the things that matter. And the things that matter at the end of the day are getting the sales. But it's not just getting the sale. You want to repeat customer. Have you got another product for them? Have you got a journey that your customer can go through with you? How loyal can they be? I want to give you a very quick example. John Lewis. John Lewis has been so well established over the years and a lot of us have enjoyed it because they call their staff partners every every member of staff is a shareholder in the business so they are partners so they already changed the game by doing that the retail game now us as consumers buy from John Lewis because we know that you'll get a guarantee with any electricals that you buy. You know that you're going to get a great customer service experience. You know that you're going to get reliability. You can trust them. No other department store fulfills this as well as John Lewis does. The same thing that you can buy in a Harvey Nicks, a Liberty or whatever, you can buy in John Lewis. And yet we will go to John Lewis because we know from start to finish, we're going to get this impeccable service. We can trust them if we have a problem and we need to refund or we need to replace. They are going to be there to support us. If we don't know enough about the product, their staff are or their partners are knowledged up so we can get the information that we need. We trust them. We go there because of this. This is what you want to emulate within your business as well. If you're running around like a blue ass fly, trying to do every single thing at a point at which you've got customers that could be converted into repeat customers, you've got to start outsourcing and start small. Just start with the administrative tasks. They take long enough, posting on social media, getting your receipts in for your accountant, just those basics, responding to emails, get those tasks outsourced, get a VA the virtual assistant. Just start there. The next point about crushing overwhelm. When you don't have enough strategy, oh, I can't tell you how frustrating it is when I talk to people, talk to business owners, and they clearly don't have strategy. Oh, I'm going to do a little bit of this social media and I'm going to do a bit of LinkedIn. I'll do a bit of Instagram and then I'm going to spend some money on Google ads and then I'm going to create a funnel for emails and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm like, okay, great. All great. But why? Why are you doing all of this? How are these dots connected? Now, when I was in, when I was an employee, people hated that about me. They actually hated it. I could see my bosses getting really annoyed and frustrated with me because I would question their customer journey. And I said, well, you're, all you're doing is trying to get the sale. And if you're trying to get the sale, you're chasing the penny, not the pound. So let's get more strategic here. What are we trying to create here? What is the experience that we're creating? So one of my companies that I worked for was a hotel company. So hotels are an experience. You could be a great hotel company that has people coming back to you year in, year out. Why are they coming back to you year in, year out? You're not even having to sell in inverted commas to them. They just know and trust you. It's because of the experience from start to finish that they get from you. But you've got to have that start to finish. You've got to have that full journey looked at so that that customer can be loyal. And this is, I guess we can compare John Lewis again. This is what John Lewis does. 
They ensure that your start to finish journey is there. You get a loyalty card, you sign up to their newsletters, you are constantly at top of mind as a brand. Strategy. Don't just do things for the sake of doing them because everyone else is doing it and you think that's what you're supposed to do. It's not just about selling on the gram. There are a hundred million other ways to sell your product or service. So just get a bit more strategic, get focused, because if you don't have strategy for everything you're doing, you're just doing for the sake of doing, and then your results are going to kind of reflect that. And then the last thing about crushing overwhelm is having too much comparison. When you are deep diving into (laughs) the deep dark hole of social media, which happens, we all do it, we scroll, we want to see what our competitors are doing, we want to see what other people are doing, we want to see what they're saying, we want to know what's happening on the gram or LinkedIn, etc. Fine, fine. But when you start falling down that dark hole, and if you're feeling a little bit mm, not great about your business, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Because essentially you're going to social media during your idle time. Because if you're actually productive and focused and you've got strategy and you're working towards what you're working towards, you won't have the time to idly scroll social media. You will only be going onto social media for strategic reasons, to actually talk to your idle client, to see if there's something new with social media because there's constantly new things. I just saw yesterday that LinkedIn has introduced new emojis for when you're liking or uh, hearting a comment or something like there's there's new ones there so these things are always changing so it's worth going in but that's strategically when you're just going because you're scrolling out of idle time and boredom and not having focus and procrastination that little voice in your head the little inner critic Susan in my case Susan is there yapping away saying see your rubbish you see how far these people are you see these people know how to make money these people know how to make sales your emails in your sales funnel are rubbish your ebook your freebie no one wants to take that because it's rubbish you're rubbish your products are rubbish and then what happens you feel crap right you feel rubbish after it yourself to avoid it get strategic. So you know why you're going into social media. If you know why you're going and you are very clear, very strict with your boundaries on how much time you're spending there, so maybe half an hour in the morning, half an hour in the evening, and that's it, it's going to be less overwhelming for you in the long run. And overall, you're going to stay focused and you'll be able to carry on with what you're doing. So moving on to staying focused, I get this a lot. I get this a lot in my in my coaching practice and I feel it myself as well. It does happen. So one of the first things that I would say is getting strategic with time is essential. When you say, oh, I don't have the time for this. So if I have a new client come and approach me and we're working together, they will essentially start doing the things either at the beginning or a couple of weeks in. So at the beginning, there's adrenaline, there's excitement, there's drive, so they'll do it. But then what happens is they might lose that drive and they'll stop doing the tasks. So then what I look at is how much time are you putting? Did you plan to put in the time to do the work for this coaching agreement that you signed up to or this course that you signed up to, this program? And they'll say, yeah, I'll I'll make some time on the weekend. I'll make some time on the weekend. And it's like, 
no, 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 no. <laughs> Sweet pea, you need to start with time. You need to decide how much time you're going to put in into your self-development. And it's the same for business. Get strategic with time. Be, if you can, create these time blocks in your day. We'll talk about time blocks in another episode. But if you can create time blocks that are, say, for instance, between 9 and 11, you are working on your website. That's it. Between 9 and 11, that's what you're doing. Close all the other tabs that you've got open, switch your phone off and just do that. And you will focus and you will get your tasks done. Then give another time block to something else, half an hour for talking to your ideal client, things like that. You've got to get really strategic with your time and then put an end to your day. Business owners don't tend to end their day. (laughs) Oh, I know this too well. But if you can do this, you're not only going to be more productive, you're going to get better at understanding your business, understanding your customers and seeing where your holes are so you can actually fill them. Something that I talk about a lot within myself and with my husband actually is to let things breathe. So this is my second point, letting things breathe. I used to say this to my clients a lot, right? We would spend months putting a campaign together. So from, you know, concept idea, getting that approved, past all the red tape, getting budgets approved, it would take about three to six months to actually complete the project. And then we'd put it out in the world and say, and think, you know, cross everything, cross our fingers, cross our toes and hope for that first sale. But I would always say to the client, they'd be like, so how long, how quickly do you think this will convert? How quickly do you think we'll get the revenue in? How quickly, how successful is this going to be? How many pieces of coverage are we going to get? And I was like, oh gosh, okay. Once we've done it, we need to let it breathe. We need to give it at least three to six, six months to gain traction. And then we can start selling it and tweaking it and seeing where we're going. And I know that (laughs) so many of my bosses used to hate that response as well. But it's true. You can't, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, it was built and then, you know, had to tell people that it existed. So that's the same here. When you're doing something in your business, once you've done it, don't expect it to convert in an instant. Just let it breathe. Now, The time that you let it breathe is going to differ business to business, depending on what you're selling. But you've got to allow the time to let it breathe and give it a month, a couple of weeks, three months, whatever it is, and allow that time to happen because you need that time, that consistency, time and effort that you're putting in to make that channel work for your business. You've got to let it breathe. The last point on staying focused is about doing less and being more. Now, what I mean here about doing less is as business owners, you're wearing all these hats, so you're doing lots of different tasks, but you're in a constant state of doing, 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 doing. And when you're in a constant state of doing, you can't always see clearly about what's working, what's not working. So if you can get really strategic with your time, if you can let things breathe, you are more able to then do less and be more. Because when you're being more, when you're just sort of letting things unfold a little bit, giving them the time and the space that they need to just do their thing, you can then improve yourself, your growth, 
get more creative ideas, all of that starts coming into play. And that helps you also reduce the overwhelm because you are choosing, you're actively choosing to do these things to help you stay focused. And when you're feeling like, oh, I don't know what to do and procrastination starts kicking in and you're about to use idle time, step away, just step away from what you're doing because that is a way of your brain saying, dude, you're doing too much. I can't think clearly. I need you to go for a walk. I need you to not touch the computer for the next couple of days and just do that. Your brain's not going to switch off. I think people get scared that their brains are going to switch off. It's not. (laughs) The opposite happens. Your brain starts going much more, how to put it, I guess your brain goes into overdrive of thinking more creatively. And when I say creatively in this aspect, I mean thinking about the things that you weren't thinking about whilst you were trying to do that task. So you start laterally thinking about the task and it becomes so much clearer as to what you need to do and where the problems are. So do less and be more. And the third point in this episode is about living better. Now, if you're an avid listener of the podcast, you'll know that I am a big fan of a really consistently strong morning routine. As a business owner, your morning routine is so essential because as an entrepreneur, if this is your side hustle, if you're a more established business, if you're not full time yet, if you're scaling, if you want to grow, if you've got kids, you've got stuff going on that's going to affect how your day pans out. So having a really strong focus, consistent morning routine full of intentions and those intentions are for the day or for the week or for the tasks ahead. Go for it. Make it happen. Give yourself half an hour or an hour in the day. Get your heart rate up if you can. Go for a walk if you can. Meditate if you can. Whatever you can do, get very clear with your intentions. When you do that, of course you're living better. Of course, that's going to improve your well-being, but it's also going to help you stay focused. It's also going to help you crush overwhelm. The second point is to be realistic. In order to live better, you've also got to be realistic. Be realistic about what you can do in a day. Sometimes we think we can do too many things. And remember, when you're wearing so many hats, your social media manager you're the web manager, you're the finance director, you're the business manager, you're the ads manager. In an actual established business like John Lewis, they have people who take on those roles day in, day out. So they have an actual social media manager. Not even that, they have a whole team. They'll have people who are focused on LinkedIn. They'll have people who are focused on Facebook, people who are focused on Pinterest, people who are focused on the newsletters be very careful. You're doing all of these jobs at once. So be realistic about what you can get done in the day. Test yourself. See how long it takes you to schedule your posts for the week. See how long it takes you to write copies. See how long it takes you to write emails. Because if you know it takes two hours to write a blog post, you can then time block that two hours. And that is from idea to writing the draft, to putting it on your website, to scheduling it, to finding a picture, to making sure all the SEO elements are happy and then posting it and then letting them know on social media that you've posted this new blog or on your newsletter. So you've got to think about how long it actually takes from the start to the finish of that one task. So be realistic with what you you can achieve in a day. 
Now, the third point here is about stopping work physically. Literally, stopping work physically. As I said, entrepreneurs, we rarely switch off, right? If ever. But if you can physically stop work, so you remove yourself from the room that you work in or away from your desk or you switch your laptop off, whatever it is, when you physically remove yourself, you are helping yourself mentally. Now, you're not going to mentally switch off. Of course, you're not. But let things ruminate. Let them happen. Okay. start doing some cooking. Start, I don't know, pulling the weeds in the garden. That's my new thing to do (laughs) when I get into that state of right. I need to finish work. I have a buffer between finishing work and picking my son up from nursery where I pull weeds in the garden. And I don't know why there are so many weeds, but I, I do that. Okay, and I get really pedantic and try to make it absolutely perfect, but it occupies my time. It rests my mind from the work that I've done in that day and the work that I want to do the next day. But it does help if you physically stop working, physically remove yourself from your desk and your computer. And something in addendum to that, really, if you can find some peace at the end of your day with some sort of meditative practice, Oh, this is going to be such a game changer. Have a look at mindfulness. Have a look at guided meditations. They're very easy to do. You can just lie down and do them. Don't lie down on your bed. Lie down on the floor and do them so that you don't fall asleep. That's why we say not to lie down on your bed. But lie down on the floor after you've finished work and do a very simple five-minute, ten-minute guided meditation that just takes your mind to another place go to the beach, go to a mountain, go anywhere and just feel that peace. A literal guided relaxation meditation will just be such a game changer for you. Do you find peace at the end of your day? I hope you enjoyed that show. (laughs) I'm really excited about this new change. I hope you enjoy it too. And I look forward to bringing you lots more about marketing your business, about how to be well as a business owner. And yeah, let's crush overwhelm. Let's stay focused. And of course, let's live better. Thank you for listening to the Self Care 101 podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review so that other people like you can find the show. For more tips and tricks, you can follow me on the socials at Frankly Coaching or visit my website to find out more about my coaching programs and how to work with me at franklycoaching.com. Talk to you soon.